0: See a grown man wanna talk crazy, pop off with that bullshit, but we'll bow down when he face to face for the record. I do this, so fake won't in my body, boy, I've been across since way back, they was hush, hush on my rap skills, I call this here my pay, And the underdog been counted, out, have been stepped on him, pushed aside, but I stood tall, my head up, and I can't do till I ride. never sold my soul, never sold out, never asked for nothing free, never rolled nobody's coat, tell, cause I am a new breed, I've been by the for too long, when I'm too strong to break and fold, the patience is the virtue, had to learn to just take it slow, now some of these boys got stuck
1: what's going on y'all this is dan redbeard here bringing it to you again hope everybody's having a great and wonderful weekend i got off uh, i guess decently early it's like 6 30 i finished up my last call so i was able to uh thankfully it a decently early day and not have anything too crazy happen today um but i got some pretty good stories that i want to share but just want everybody know man what a super bowl that was right that was just uh crazy what's going on jlo how you doing today commercials were uh i mean commercials were definitely interesting in the super bowl but you know i just like to talk about everyday life at first and then we'll get into uh the uh, story which is i came across two different stories i just thought were interesting to say the least uh and i'm gonna get to them later but i'll let you all know a little bit around them it's, so it's called the the one has two um gentlemen and it takes place in uh missouri near carthage and the other one actually also takes place in missouri as well so uh, i thought it was uh interesting that two different accounts uh, a total of three different people had this um accounts at different time frames also i think the one was in 2004 the other one was uh if i remember right 1994 um but i'll be reading them you know word for word and and whatnot i just think it's uh very interesting. Um, And the background story of the people too, to me, I mean, uh, it it just kind of puts it together. But hopefully, what's going on, Chris, hopefully everybody's had a great weekend and uh, is doing and having some kind of fun. I'm actually up in Dallas. So that's where I'm currently stuck. Um, I'm going to be here until next week. And then after that, I head back home to Houston, and then I'll probably be going back up to Dallas again. Work-wise, that's, that's all I do. They need an extra hand up here, so I'm more than happy to, uh, ah, San Antonio. I passed uh, I pass by there sometimes to go up to my land. I haven't had a chance to uh, stop by the city, but I heard it's really nice out there. Hopefully I'll be able to find out sometime shortly. But yeah, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in Dallas this week. I apologize I wasn't able to get on to uh, Thursday. That's why I like to do my shows normally, and it was supposed to be my day off. But I traveled here uh, Wednesday night. I actually got here at one thirty in the morning on Thursday. I got back up for work about 4.30 and went back at it because they scheduled me. Like I said, they needed extra hand work-wise here, so that is what I'm doing And uh thanks everybody again. Uh, if you like the show, please like, please follow um, and if you have your own encounters or anything you want to talk about you could reach us at miacast at protonmail.com um, that's on the outskirts of uh, San Antonio right is that is that on the West? Or east side of uh, San Antonio. Oh, sorry guys, I'm t- talking to uh, northeast. Yeah, that's why I figured because I, I I I go right on the outskirts, because I don't quite go into San Antonio. I just go on the outskirts and pass on through. Yep. But just want to apologize to everybody, uh, that's why the show didn't come up on Thursday, I, I honestly just could not do it, but we're gonna, I'm gonna read this um, for everybody, hopefully y'all enjoy, there was two, there was two, uh... oh it only went to one, alright, this is kind of interesting, So here we go. This past Sunday, the 7th, a friend and I were riding two ATVs in a place called The Underground. It is a public and private storage facility in Carthage, Missouri. What makes this place such a desirable storage facility is that it is all underground, hence the name. They are constantly expanding this place and they are miles and miles of carved out caves in there. And it goes pretty deep. This facility stores thousands and thousands of food containers, all dehydrated for the Navy. I've seen them and it is, it is public knowledge around here. It is also a fallout shelter able to hold some 40,000 to 50,000 people. I tell you this to give you some sense of vastness of the place. I worked there as a subcontractor some nine years ago. I helped build the offices space on top. I started to explore then about a month about once a month and did all the way up until the past sunday however i never went as far or as deep before either so that's interesting that he's he's helped build this place but he's only been on top he's been exploring more and more of the uh cave system and then decides that him and his friend to go out and atvs go riding to me, that's that's interesting because, I mean, he already knows it's a naval place, but I guess they're, they don't really uh, have many people. They have to worry about breaking into the facility or, you know, riding around. But uh, back to the story. It was fun to take ATVs and cruise underground. No rain or weather problems ever. We were approximately eight miles in and I'd say maybe 500 feet deep when we took a turn down an area that was marked naval or authoritative zone i remember making a comment about the navy getting a ship down there and said that there was an easy posting the walls became more defined as a polished or finish although of this was striking because this was supposed to be a newly blasted area so this is all supposed to be newly blasted and if anybody knows anything about how they blast open you know inside mountains and whatnot or inside the earth it's mostly very rough um the walls and it takes a while for them to shine everything down and make it the fine finish but apparently this is already have a fine finish to it is what he's saying um striking because this was supposed to be a newly blasted area totally backwards i would think still thinking nothing was wrong we kept going actually increasing speed because the floor was paved now and we could go faster We came up on an unusual painting pattern on the floor and thought, cool, graffiti. Kids have been down here. We're safe. Won't get to any trouble. The road dipped down, and then it was a 90-degree turn to the left. We had no warning, and we were going too fast. I knew we were going to hit the wall, but we didn't. We passed through some kind of projection of the cave siding. Although I don't know how it was done, it was real-looking. We passed into a whole new road system. This one was large and much older than where we came from. We started to smell an odor, musty, damp, growing stronger as we went deeper on. The lighting decreased as well, probably 60% less than the other areas. We turned on our headlights, continued on about 5-7 to seven miles an hour for about 5 minutes, and we noticed it was getting cooler, which was to me very strange, since I... Once inside a cave, certain distance, the Thames stays the same. We made a right turn and started to come up on what I thought was a rest area on the side, about 40 feet away. I thought it looked like a pair of fountains until they moved. We both stopped immediately. We were approximately 30 feet away now, and what we saw were two creatures. One was very tall, at least 7 feet, maybe more, a very powerful built, reddish in color, and the other was smaller, about 6 feet. But it was not red in color, but pale, like an albino, and it was not as powerfully built. But the other, they looked like reptiles, living, walking, intelligent beings, not human, not warm-blooded, reptiles. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. So that's that's interesting because first he's he's thinking that you know oh man that you know I guess two fountains are, are sprucing up, and then apparently they moved. And then they deal with, you know, okay, now there's two giant reptiles that are standing up like humanoids. And uh, I mean, to me, just seeing that, that's that's a heck of a sight. Seven foot tall, reddish looking skin. Um, crazy for, for sure. Um, so they look like reptiles, living, walking, intelligent, not human, not uh not warm-blooded reptiles I know it sounds crazy but they said something but I did get a strong they said oh they said nothing but I did get a strong sense from the big one a a malvin's evil presence some kind my friend screamed and we turned around a power a power turn we started to go back Well, my friend said, I apologize for the pause. I'm trying to move this as we're reading. The big one was after us. I looked back and it was following us. I had over, an overwhelming feeling that if it caught us, the harm would come to us. We passed through the wall projection and I looked back and saw the thing raise its arm and it had a weapon of some sort. It fired and hit the ATV my friend was on. The engine died and he, and he stopped. I told him to jump on, and he did. I gunned it, and then my friend said, stop. I slowed down, and he said, look. I looked back, and the things had stopped at the graffiti on the floor slash road. So that's kind of interesting. So apparently this thing is trying to chase him down this entire time, shoot some kind of weapon at it, stops completely, the, the ATV his friend's on, Chases them more, but won't go past this graffiti. Now, could the graffiti be some kind of symbol that they can't pass? They don't, you know, like don't go any further. They they know this is if they do so, uh, maybe they could get in trouble. I mean, there's a lot of different, um, definitely a lot of different areas where that where that could go to for sure. Uh so that's that's interesting that they stop at the graffiti mark um so he was it fired and hit the gun did my friends to stop i looked back and it had stopped at the graffiti on the k on the floor slash road ATV was on its side of the graffiti and symbol it was obvious that the thing would not cross the marking i slowed more we were about 75 feet away i stopped and the three of us me my friend the creature reptile man creature slash reptile man Thing looked up at each other for about 15 seconds. And let me tell you, that is long enough. Then I started to leave. It stayed there waiting and not moving until we were out of sight. <clears throat> as soon as we cleared the cave, I got myself and called the sheriff's department. I was told that they would not come out and that the underground security would handle it. Then they hung up. So I'm not sure if the next part is true um, because I, I, I know that police are not supposed to be hanging up on you, um, but I'm not, I don't know if it's by law, but here, here's, the, here's the next statement. By law, they are not to do that. We can hang up on anyone, but a government official or office, be city or federal, cannot hang up on you. Anyway, I was shocked and scared, and we took off across the outside of the underground over to my truck, and sure enough, underground security was waiting for us. We were told to leave, not to tell anybody about this, and if I come back, the Navy will press charges. I was also told that I had 10 minutes to leave, or I would be taken in. What can I say? We left. It had been three days since this has happened, and I am still shaken. I am a powerful person, 6'4, 265 pounds, and I have never in my life been afraid for my life until this past Sunday. I lost my one I lost one of my two ATVs and then he gives the VIN number. As far as I know, it is still down there. My friend will not talk about it, and I have not heard anything from anyone about it. I did call the sheriff's department and they said they never got a call from me. Well, This is my story. I've never had anything happen strange in my life. I'm very, very concerned about this. I can tell you this. I had an urge to kill the things I saw down there. I don't know if that is a natural reaction as most people have natural revulsion, revulsion towards reptiles or because of my faith and the feeling of evil I had or what. All I know is that they are real, and I wish I could do something, anything to combat or help against these things. Take care, all, and thank you again for letting me write this and share this experience. So that's the first experience, and uh, to me, man, that is crazy. Um, it's definitely mind blowing for sure. So just just hearing what him and his friend went through—I mean, his friend obviously definitely terror terrified out of his mind but i think just him giving that little bit of detail at the end where he says you know i'm I'm six five and 200 and uh, what was it 245 pounds whatever it was i mean i think that's him trying to re you know reinsert himself for him you know be like ah yeah i'm a man i'm not afraid of anything but um you know i think that's just him trying to give convince himself right now and i don't blame him uh, especially since when he wrote that when he wrote that that was only three days you know beforehand so with him writing that and that being three days that happened three days prior uh, you definitely you're, you're telling yourself oh no man i'm not scared of anything you know that didn't that didn't scare me as a matter of fact you know i'm i'm, I'm powerful myself so I think that's what that was about. And I, I can't blame him for it. Of course, man, that experience something like that. And then you're still, you're trying to write it down and express yourself three days later. It's definitely understandable for sure. Um, so that was the first story uh, that I wanted to read out. I just thought it was a very interesting story. A lot of, uh, a lot of cool information on there and, I, I, I gotta double check when it happened, but I believe that one was 2004. And it was just, uh, to me, just interesting to, to hear what, what he had to say and what him and his friend, uh, you know, experienced. Thankfully, you know, that big giant, seven foot humanoid reptilian, hey, how you doing? Today, or tonight anyway, um, did not catch up to him, him and his friend because if it had I don't I think he was right I think if he caught them uh, he wouldn't be telling that story and we wouldn't know it for sure but if anybody out there that's listening might know who this gentleman is or if it if he's listening please uh, feel free to hit me up or if y'all have any of your own stories where paranormal cryptid UFO anything like that that you want to share with us feel free to uh, email us at podcasts. ProtonMail.com that again, that's MIA podcast at ProtonMail.com. Um, and, uh, feel free to send us a email. Anyway, that was the first story of the night. I thought it was very interesting, uh, for sure. And it, it goes into some detail. I like when there's, uh, one this because this next word kind of goes right into it as well around the same location so it's um who in the head keeps on popping up here just in and out for quick seconds anyway um the next encounter is another gentleman from pretty much the same around the kind of the same area this is uh Gentleman's from Missouri in uh, Camden County, and I'm gonna read it, but I wanna I wanna hold off because if if I go in and I see this guy bouncing off and, and anybody out there, anybody that's reading and you and you end up joining the live shows, if you end up being disrespectful whatsoever, I'm just gonna block you right away. You're not to be disrespectful to the other listeners or anybody else. Uh, he's running his rounds through podcast. All right, well, I'm going to keep an eye on so I'm going to stop every now and, then, now and then while I'm reading the story. Thank you for sharing that with me because uh, I'm not going to deal with that. I don't like being, people being disrespectful, especially to my other listeners, so I'm, I'm not going to put up with that. But here we go. So um, I'm going to read it as him again. So here it goes. Sir, this is the first time I'm disclosing my experience to the public. My family has been previously informed of the details. At the time, I owned a small business, which I had started after I had finished a 12 year stint in the military. I was then living near Eldridge, Missouri and was raised in the general area and knew the terrain very well. I'd spent most of the time in the U.S. Army engineer school in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and some of the training included spelunking. When I left the Army, I continued to explore caves as recreation. In 1993, I helped form a local group of experienced cavers who would get together on weekends and explore some of the cavern systems throughout Missouri and North Kansas. And I'm so sorry for you that are listening out here. If I'm mispronouncing your state, I apologize. The experience I am about to describe took place in the summer of 1995. I was on my way that day which was not uncommon. I decided to check out a cave in Camden County, Missouri, which was part of a fairly large system in the area. From what I could tell, this particular cave had not been explored for a long period of time. The entrance was very narrow and well hidden. After squeezing through the opening, I descended another 50 feet or so, before the cave began to open up into a series of chambers. I moved through several of these chambers, taking my time to examine the area for possible artifacts or formations. I finally reached what I thought was the end of the cave. I started to hear a rustling sound that was echoing from a small opening near the top of the chamber. I assumed the sounds were bats and didn't pay much attention to it. But after a while, I heard a motorized sound and talking. I stood and listened for several minutes, wondering what was on the other side of this chamber. The opening was about 10 feet above me. I maneuvered my way up to the opening, which was flat and narrow, but big enough for me to get and a decent look into it. So to to me that I think that's pretty cool for sure. Um Yes, yeah, I'm not I'm not down with any of that. I have to, but um to me anybody that's ever been caving, you know, went to cave, explore caves, that's a super dangerous thing. I was actually uh, and I was aware aware of this beforehand, but. I uh, read about a young man that got himself stuck upside down, um, investigating a cave, and unfortunately, um, he he died there. Very sad ending to the story. I mean, he stayed. I think it was two or three days. He lived. People were trying to feed him. You know, keep him alive through IV. Um, but when you're stuck upside down, number one, blood rushes to your head. I'm surprised it was two or three days, to be honest. That's, it's, it's a scary thing. Um, but people that, that do this have a lot of experience. I mean, this, this gentleman's, you know, was in the military. He's already been through caves. It's what he likes to do as a recreational thing. And that's what he's doing right now. So it's, it's definitely, um, very interesting. I mean, when you have people that have experience like that and then, you know, you come across stories like this. So I started to hear a rustling sound that was echoing from the small opening near the top of the chamber. I assumed the sounds were bats and didn't pay much attention to it. But after a while, I heard motorized sounds and talking. I stood and listened for several minutes, wondering what was the other side of the chamber. The opening was about 10 feet above me. I maneuvered by way up to the opening, which was flat and narrow but big enough for me to get a decent look into it. As I positioned myself to the front of the opening, I started to see light at the other end. The passageway was only a few feet, but it was just too narrow for me to move through. As I looked through the opening, there were, there was a very warm draft of air hitting my face. As well, the air had a very vinegar like odor There was a very large and well-lit room with limestone walls. I noticed a small vehicle that looked like a golf cart, but was very low to the ground and without wheels. I continued to observe the unit until, until I started to hear voices that were getting louder and nearer. Something was making its way towards the vehicle. I had to rub my eyes because I did not believe what I was looking at. This creature was <clears throat> this creature, because it was not a man, stood about seven foot tall and had brown scaly skin. The face and head were shaped like a human with a flat nose, but there were no ears or hair. The top of the head had a slightly scaly ray or ridge that extended down the back of the neck. From what I could see, it had lips and regular sized eyes. The arms were very long and muscular with human-like hands. It also had a massive four to five foot tail that tampered to a point. It was dressed in a gold metallic outfit with long pants and shoes. It also carried an oval pack attached to its back. I watched as this thing was looking at something on the vehicle. I had a high speed camera, which I used to document my cave explorations. I was able to obtain a few disordered images of the being for some reason, While I was taking photos, the creature stopped and turned looking in my direction. I'm not sure if it heard me, but it definitely knew of my presence. It then made a terrible hissing sound as it continued to look in my direction. That was enough for me. I quickly started making a beeline out of the cave. When I reached the entrance, I was shaking and hyperventilating. I finally reached my vehicle and drove home. I continued to explore caves in the area. I have heard stories of people encountering strange underground beings, but I have never disclosed my experience. A few years after my experience, I went back to the cave, but was unable to get near it since the area is now government property. I can assume that I witnessed something that was not supposed to be seen. It pains me to think that secrets are being kept from us. To those who say that there are no non-human living among us, well, think again. There are. They are here. I do have, and if <clears throat> I do have the aforementioned evidence of the experience, but I do not wish to release this at the present time, Jerry. I mean, wow, what's going on, Raccoon? Oh, you already dipped out. All right, how did he end upside down? He was trying to climb upside. He, he Trying to go head first into a smaller area and make them fit into tighter areas—it's it's easier for you to move head first and see where you're going. Especially since it's tight, you can actually—you don't have to worry about falling completely on your face. And sometimes can be safer uh, doing that. Because if you go feet first, you can't quite see what's underneath you, it might open up, and you might go. But if you could actually see what's underneath you and and you know that it opens up, you could turn yourself around and um then not have to worry about it as much. but I, what a story man it, it it's it's weird how in in the first story yeah the the military owns the property. it's a naval underground storage area. And in the second story, uh, with this gentleman, when he went back there the second time years later, it is now a military, you know, run area. So military run both areas can't get to. Well, can't get to the one he went to, but apparently you could probably still sneak into the other. So it's 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 very interesting on how they uh, both. Pretty much um, seen. I mean, the, the the second story had way more detail and what it looked like. Uh, between the, the flat nose, ears, uh, eyes, long arms, muscular, it, it was uh, definitely a um, definitely an intriguing story for sure. So it, it caught my eye and I, I thought it was something to share. But I would love to interview um, you know one of these guys. I think it would make for a great, great uh, interview, especially the last one. I mean, what's going on, Bobby? Thanks for joining. That last, that last one, Lightfoot Farm. How's it going? So that last one was just crazy to me, man. A gentleman that was in the military uh, for 12 years, and what he's seen inside that cave scared the daylights out of him so bad where he was hyperventilating and shaking uncontrollably when he finally made it to the end of the cave so definitely interesting and uh, welcome everybody uh, all the new listeners out there and hey uh, if you like the show please like share leave a comment show us some love oh and, and let me just say this i had somebody um leave me a comment i appreciate it i like constructive criticism so uh I do have to fix that one show of the uh dog man that jumps over uh the 25 foot uh width road. So I, I have to fix that because there's an issue with the volume. Um one, I'm too high. And two, um Hunter, the the other gentleman that was in that part of that podcast, was voice was too low. So I'm gonna have to try to edit that a little bit. And uh, fix that, but I did have another. For some reason, they count. They uh, commented on my YouTube page, and I, I only share that because of the video that I, the two videos I posted up of my property. Um, you know what? I you could be right, Jen. You could definitely be right. Uh, you know, I, I have. Uh, I think that's definitely a possibility for sure um w- without a doubt but uh yeah I had a gentleman comment on my YouTube video and he said because I I say seen instead of saw to me saw doesn't sound I don't know it just doesn't sound right when I when I say it so I always say oh I seen that instead of I saw that that's just how I am that's how I've always been and If that's the only complaint you got about it, sorry, I ain't changing. But um, anybody new that's out there, if y'all had any encounters, experiences, sightings, anything like that, whether it's paranormal, you know, cryptid, UFOs, anything cool that you would like to share, let me know if you're, since you're here live, let me know. We could share it live on the air. Or if you want to hold off and uh, share later, MIA podcast, at protonmail.com is where you could send an email to me, but um, yeah, I think you might be right. I think uh, the genetic hybrids made for specific reasons could be part of it. I mean, if you think about it, um, but I, I don't think it's us that came out, with, came out with them to be honest with you. I think it's something because if you look back and even you know, with the Egyptians, right and they they talk about you know beings that are reptiles, humanoids standing up, dogmen, half dog, half human, um so much more too it's 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 crazy uh and just going throughout history again, I always say history is evidence going throughout history. you have from and I say it time and time again, I'm sure everybody's probably tired of hearing it by now. But Native Americans, First Nations people, you know, thousands of years, they've had experiences with, you know, other creatures that not too many people know about. Go over to, you know, Iran or in that area, you also have uh, the djinn. So it's uh, it's definitely um, definitely, uh, interesting for sure. But to me, that's, that's evidence. You just... Look at all the, what was what was the last thing that we discovered? It was uh, the mountain gorilla, right? I might I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the the mountain gorilla. And for years and years and years, there was villages nearby that have been telling them that yeah, these things are real. We see them all the time, but of course, you know, scientists can't believe it unless they see it themselves and have a live creature right next to them. So to me, that's like the same thing with the people in, uh, you know, Sasquatch or Dogman or you know any of these cryptids that we see. I think nowadays things are changing, like the UFOs, aliens. You got the um, government now releasing more and more information on UFOs and aliens than what anybody expected. So I think. I think they're doing that for a reason. I think they're doing that to get people, I don't know, ready. So it's not a giant culture shock. Um, Because they have already admitted that some of the UFOs that you see are not, you know, done by us. So who knows? It's a very interesting, you know, topic for sure. But if you look for certain things, you could, you could tell that you know, something's getting planned but without a doubt. And I'm not really a giant conspiracy theorist, but I guess anybody really is, uh, as Tony Merkel would say, everybody that thinks that, um, you know, the government is not always honest with you is a conspiracy theorist. And he's kind of right. So, I mean, I, I believe it for sure. And the thing is that more that they release like the more and the people that want the knowledge and uh, look to it, it's, it's open game. You, you could go to the government website, uh, request files. They could send them to you by mail, email. Uh, You you might be able to, I think you can even download them um, to your computer, but it's a, uh, I think it's something that they're trying to prepare. I mean, my thoughts on it, because I was talking to somebody about this last week. My thought is this: because they asked me, "Why do you think they're releasing all this information?" I think that they got X amount of time. They said, "Hey, listen, here's your here's your expiration date." Right, seventy um, five of the use are misidentification or lies. Twenty percent is our own tech, and five percent are actually UFOs. You think it's seventy five percent, really? That's a big percentage, but I guess even if you take that five percent of all the sightings that are seen, because they're they're up to thousands now per month uh, around the world, so five percent is still a pretty big number that are actually uh, UFOs. So I mean that's still a lot, but um, yeah, I think it's interesting, man. I I I think that possibly what happened is is that they just uh said here here's your here's your here's your time frame and if you're not you know if you don't have it ready by this time oh well culture shock i could be wrong be interesting nonetheless i mean they're they're doing it for a reason don't ever doubt that welcome to the show so jen have you ever had any kind of uh experiences yourself you Surprisingly, uh, you like the topic, Dre. Welcome to the show. But um, yeah, though I figured those two stories were uh, pretty cool to share. I, to me, it grabbed my attention uh, because it was in the same. You know same state i don't i don't believe those two areas were too far from each other i, I do want to look into it a little bit more but um i, I think it's going to be uh f- for sure something to uh check out because i'm, I'm gonna look at, at the missouri uh see if there's any more sightings in that area um and how exactly how many and, and try to pinpoint it? That seems to be a hot spot. I, I think even uh, on the confessionals, Tony Merkel's show. And if y'all haven't checked that out yet, definitely check it out. Um, I owe I owe Tony a giant IOU, IOU, To be honest with you, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had all the downloads that I had and a couple of new fans. So I appreciate everybody out there, uh, new listeners. But, but um. <clears throat> Tony did a show with a gentleman, and uh, matter of fact, I think it was like in the two hundreds range. Um, I was I was just starting to listen to it a little bit uh, earlier, or actually uh, a couple hours ago, right before I made it here. And uh, he's t- he tells about his uh, half brother, and um, his guest tells, talks about his half brother and the experiences that he has. But definitely check out uh Tony show, the Confessionals. It's a great one. You're, trust me, it, it's worth it. And if you're into uh, that, definitely check out Sasquatch Chronicles over West West Groomer. He's the man. Uh, the, he is the Crypted Podfather is what I call him. Um, he's one of the the, the first guys uh, to do the podcast, you know, in the cryptid realm and be really really successful at it. Um, so go over there and, and uh, check out his show also. But yeah, um, I'm going to probably do a couple of these shows, uh, one or two a week uh, with this. And I'm going to try to do some live shows as well. I'm trying to line up some guests. Um, I have not heard for, back from uh, Kev or W.J. Sheen yet but hopefully uh, I know they're busy guys and I know they probably get a load of emails to them. So I'm, I'm not really, uh, not really sweating it, to be honest with you. Um, And I'm going to try to see if I can get my man Bobo on from uh, finding Bigfoot along with some, some of the cat, one or two of the cast of the uh, expiration Bigfoot. Uh, That's a great show. Those guys um, on that show or, are awesome um i think that's probably one of my favorite besides les strouds when when he's out there doing his thing so should be definitely a good shot there uh let me see expiration bigfoot expedition bigfoot i'm sorry expedition bigfoot should be march i think it's march 8th is when they the third season hits But if you haven't watched them, definitely watch the first and second one. I did a review on the second one. Definitely going to do a review on the uh, third one for sure when it starts up in a couple episodes. Um, Tony's show, The Confessionals, he's doing his special YouTube um, episode is coming out shortly. I know he's going to be dropping some hints within the next week or two. Uh, but I'm looking for that. It's the, the hunt for dog man in Kentucky and that I know, uh, Tony does something, man. He does a big and he does a great job. So I, I think, uh, checking out us too. So look at his YouTube as well. It's the confessionals. If he hasn't changed, if you don't find it as the confessionals and you should anyway, regardless, then you can check out Merkel media on the YouTube channel and you'll have it on there. But, uh, it's for sure, um, going to be a heck of a show. Uh, Tony Merkels the he pretty much what he went he went to uh, go check out Dog Man and made a pretty good uh YouTube sh- I don't know if I would say show like I guess a movie maybe no not really movie uh, like expedition there we go but definitely check that out. And again, uh, plans, I should be back on tomorrow um, for a longer show. I'm hoping to get some guests on. I'm going to be on early in the morning. So I'll be dropping on one more time tomorrow morning and then probably later on tomorrow night since it's my only day I get to catch up and try to get some of these uh, shows out. And again, if anybody wants to be a guest on this show or if you have your own story, any encounters, anything like that, if we're live on the air, feel free to ask, but if not, and you're listening to this after it's already published, you can get us at MIA podcast at protonmail.com. I am working on a couple of things. Um, I'm actually going to try to see, I might do a, co- a little bit of a competition um, later on, but uh, I, you know, maybe do a gift card or something like that after we hit X amount of followers, but we're also gonna be working on the YouTube channel. Right now, again, the only videos I have up on there are the two videos, and you can find us at a MIA Podcast, Monster Investigators of America um, on YouTube. But it's only the two videos, and it was the quick videos that I took. Uh, one's, I think, 15 minutes, and it's the one where we're on the land Camping out and the tent is going nuts and it's not from the wind. You can't even hear wind blowing. It's crazy. Um, so check that out if you like. Everybody listening, I'm going to post. A, I'm actually going to be posting these stories up in the description area once they get published. And I hope you all enjoy. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy talking. All. Don't forget to follow, like, and. And comment, show some love. Definitely appreciate it. I like looking at the comments every now and then. Uh, but until next time, everybody, take care of each other. Don't forget, if you see the little old lady. Okay.
0: Hey. What's
2: going on? Oh, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. How are you doing, Tom?
2: pretty good
1: man yourself uh pretty good man i thankfully uh got off of work decently earlier tonight and just did a regular 10 hour day instead of a 14 so i'm happy
2: wow that's that's a long shift yeah so uh so what is what is the question so i see your description um some underground reptiles so are you asking for like uh a reptile experience, or is it like some paranormal or alien kind of thing or or what is it well that the uh pretty
1: much the, the description here for the for the live show I mean you could talk about it whether it's paranormal or whatever kind of encounter you might have had is fine but the uh, I was just reading out two encounters that happened in Missouri uh to uh, three different gentlemen that um were interesting to me. So I shared it and read them on the uh, podcast today. But the podcast is also open to any listeners that want to uh, share any kind of stories. You know, uh, whether it be paranormal or you know, cryptid or UFO, any of that stuff.
2: Cool. Well, I'd like to share an experience, but uh, I always like to think that these things are not real, but uh, but they are. You know, um, I could give you some experiences that are really, uh, I guess, like nerve-wracking and it'll probably keep you up all night, you know. Uh, but, well, for, for a alien experience, probably the most fascinating one that I had was like once when I was like 14, 15, uh, it was kind of like a chilly night and I was just, up front, kind of just like getting some fresh air. And uh, it was one of those nights where the sky's pretty clear, you know, no clouds, no nothing. And uh, I look up to the sky, just like looking around and stuff. And uh, I noticed that one of the stars kind of looked weird. Um, In a sense, it was like blinking or something. So I was like, nah, it's probably just my eyes or whatever. You know, so I took a few steps, like, to the side. And this was weird. That star literally moved towards my direction. And I was like, hmm, that's odd. So I was like, what if I move to the other direction? And I did. And uh, that same star moved again to the other direction. And after I did that about two or three times, that star moved uh so quickly, I'd say about half a second, it was gone. But I literally saw it just like bam. It just it just moved really, really quickly, you know. Like say yeah, I'd like to think it's I'd like to think it's not real, you know, but I can't explain that, you know.
1: Yeah, that's definitely understandable. I mean, uh, when you see stuff like that, and it's not just you; it's 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 a lot of people. When they look up and they're seeing, dude, I'm gonna whoop this guys. I apologize, guys. Um, <laughs> I can't. Ooh, man. I got. Mm. <sighs> All right, I gotta chill out for a second. Anyway um it's again it's not just you it's it's how a lot of people are when they, when they see something that whether it's you know a ufo flying in the sky that they first think is either a star maybe a satellite or something like that um or they see you know a cryptid and they're saying no nah, there's no way that this thing is real i mean i can't even say how many times i've heard a hunter you know see a uh, sasquatch and be like come up with a thousand different other things it could be some of them are so much so where they're like you know what no that was a bear or or a gorilla you know right here in, in the u.s and we're like mm, there's there's really you know bears don't really walk on their hind legs a lot and when they do they look awfully funny so it's understanding with your experience, man. It's uh, that's how a lot of people, you know, are. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever.
2: Yeah, and well, as a kid, uh, my family and I, you know, we kind of like grew up in this house where uh, the uh, landlord uh, told my dad, you know what? That's this is a really nice house and everything, and uh, the only thing is that I just I just can't keep. Uh, people living here you know I just I just can't keep them renting and yes and why and the landlord told him well the thing is that the people say that they see some pretty strange things happen here and it kind of like scares them away so he's like honestly uh the longest I've I've had a person rent this house is about six months after they get spooked away by something you know and that's where I had both the um encounters as a child, you know and yeah it's 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 scary to the bone you know and i I just tell people uh if you guys don't have the mind for that, you know you just it's best to just stay away from it because uh it's real you know it's it, it's out there, um, personal experiences, you know, but it's hardcore it's just it could be not for you and uh it, it could really mess up your mind you know if you're not prepared for it or if you just don't take it slow you know but uh yeah there's a little bit of everything you know i'm pretty sure if you're hunting you'll come across something i could tell you that if you if you go out in the woods uh in some weird place you will find like uh, uh satanist out there you will find like witches out there um I don't know what witches, there's this little thing uh, uh, witches do. Um, they can mess with you and uh, they can have you going rounds and rounds and rounds that would, uh, those woods, I'm sorry. And uh, you'll never come out of there, you know. Uh, that's true. That happens, you know. But yeah. So, I mean, um it's scary. What kind
1: of uh, paranormal experiences? I'm sorry. What kind of paranormal experiences have you had uh Tom? Or have you had any encounters with with witches cuz I, I don't know well, if I've had any man show yet that I've actually talked about that.
2: well I well first of all um uh, thank God I've never had a an encounter with a witch before, you know. But uh, my my grandpa was one of those kids when he was uh, a kid. He used to go out a lot. And uh, he had a lot of interesting stories to tell. And uh, one of my brothers was really close to him. And he told him, uh, I don't know if uh, the trick will work. He told him, I used to do it when I was a kid. And he said, "Uh, what you do is that you... You start a fire and you take a machete and you stab it on the ground and then you take a rope and you tie it kind of like you're going to make a knot, but you leave the knot loose and you're going to see a ball of fire uh, fly by in the sky gonna look kind of like a meteor um, and you're going to say... Uh, you're gonna say uh kind of like a agent saying or like like spell whatever, I don't know like what the heck they used to say, uh, but he told him uh, you're gonna you're gonna say this phrase, and then you're gonna tie that knot, the hard as you can. And the witches are gonna fall down, from the from the from the flames, and they're gonna hit the ground. But when the witch gets back up, he's already like human looking. You know, when witches are up there, they actually look scariest, freaking ever. You know, like what you see in the movies, for some reason. But when they come down from that flame, they look human again. You know. And he had all all kinds of uh, you know, stories like, um, let's say that he would have guests over. And they would wake up with, like, scratches in their legs or whatever. And he'd be like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you that uh, a witch comes through that window and tries to take babies, you know. So it probably thought you were a kid or, like, you know, a, a youngster or something. It probably confused you. And it tried to grab you, you know. So, yeah, that's probably the most realistic thing I could tell you about a witch, you know.
1: That's definitely interesting. I, I'm about to try to look into that a little bit. So, um, have you had any? Uh, you were saying you had
2: paranormal encounters when you were a kid,
1: living in a haunted house.
2: Yes, but you gotta promise me that you're uh, in a good place where, like, I'm not gonna mess up your night or the guests or whatever, because this, this is some scary stuff, you know.
1: Well, I definitely promise you you're not you're, you're not gonna excuse <laughs> me out. I've, I've heard right. I've heard a lot a lot of stuff, right. my friend.
2: So well I'm glad because uh yeah, this, this is hardcore. So um when I was a little kid, uh I remember I was alone in in my house with my sister and that night I believe she was she's was gonna go out. So she was doing makeup, she was getting ready to go. Do- to, uh, head out and uh, I was sitting in the living room and uh, all of a sudden I feel this uh, really really evil presence. It felt like something was very angry but like 10 times my size. Like I was literally looking up to the ceiling to see if I could see it and it was an invisible force. So what I did was that I just ran as fast as I could. This girl had the door closed in the bathroom. So I started like banging on the door, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> like, open the door. Open. <laughs> and uh she's like, uh, what's wrong with you? And uh I just like I forced my way in and I closed the door. And I was like freaking out, you know, and I told her, uh, something's out there, you know. And she's like, What is it? What? I'm like, I don't know, I can't see it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, she was like, okay, so she locks the door. And there was this gap on top of the door. Um, and she's like, you know what? It feels like, you know, something's in here. So she gets, she gets on the toilet and she's looking through the gap. And I hear this noise, kind of like when you slam open a, a drawer in the kitchen because the bathroom was in front of the kitchen. Uh, and she's like, something opened the drawer, but I can't see it, and uh, I heard a noise, kind of like when you slowly uh, take out a knife, and then all of a sudden, uh, my brother comes in, he had this habit of just like, kind of like unlocking the door and kind of like pushing it open, so it was very loud, and uh, when we heard that, I heard something uh, something drop on the floor. And uh, we come out of the bathroom. And he's like, what's going on? Like, why are you guys all scared, you know? And I look around. And the drawer was open. And the kitchen was on the ground. And he's like, well, what's going on here? And we're like, we don't know. Like, something was in here. Something opened the drawer and everything. But his sister was like, I saw it through the gap. I couldn't see anything, you know. I saw the drawer open, but I couldn't see anything, you know. So, uh, yeah, you could say that thing tried to kill us, you know.
1: Yeah, man, that definitely sounds like a a scary experience for sure. Um, I mean, just the, the details that you give of it, opening the drawer, and then you can hear it messing with the, you know, knives and whatnot, and then finally grabs one and then thankfully your your brother, you know, came home and, and opened the door and whatever this was, you know, got scared away, dropped a knife and just disappeared. Um, it's, it's definitely interesting. That's a, that's a heck of an encounter. And thankfully y'all, y'all didn't, um, see it physically. So that's, uh, for sure. Um, a lucky one on you on, on you and, and your sister, not to have to physically, uh,
2: see what was doing that what is uh nephilim gen six what is that nephilim Uh, okay so
1: yeah sorry so nephilim uh uh, i don't know if, if you ever if you read the bible or anything like that um but nephilim it's it's um not today as a demon uh, I uh, I don't know I, I would say because Nephilim so pretty much they're like uh, the children of the, the fallen angels of, of God and yeah giants um, but they, they created a couple different um created a couple different things they, they'd say that the Nephilim right so that they nephilim Uh, had intercourse with different animals and and whatnot and uh that's what created um you know sasquatch or dog man or you know a a bunch of different cryptids that are out there today so that is apparently what the uh a small small part of the story it's but again if you if you Read the Bible, and I don't remember what section, so I apologize. I'm sure somebody out here could could definitely point you in the right direction. Um, that That's uh, Enoch. Yes. Uh, if you read the book of Enoch, and it would be the first book of Enoch, then uh, and Genesis 6. I didn't know it was in Genesis 6. I'm going to have to check that out but definitely the book of Enoch and then Genesis six as well, uh, will be able to give you a, a lot of information, but make sure if you check out the book of Enoch, it's the first book, um, of Enoch, cause that's apparently the original one. And, and that's supposedly is, is what, uh, Enoch wrote himself. So.
2: Yeah. Um, so fast forward a few years later, uh, we moved from that house uh to a new house and uh well I was kind of like hoping that we wouldn't see any of those things anymore because you know are just my encounters I heard a lot of other stories from my family um there was this time where uh where the bathroom door was closed and no one was in there we literally did a head count no one was in the bathroom uh we tried opening the bathroom. We were like three people, you know, using the strengths of three people to open the bathroom door. And the only thing we could open was kind of like an inch of that door. But something was, in, something incredibly strong was holding that door shut. And when the, when the door opened about an inch, uh, the bathroom light was off. And all of a sudden, uh, this thing just let go, you know, and we all fell down to the ground because we were pulling so dang hard, you know, and no one was in there, you know. So, fast forward a few years later, we move out of the house and uh, I was going to school. And that night, I had to organize my backpack. I had to organize, like, books and that kind of stuff. And I was doing that. I was sitting out on my bed, and uh, I feel that same presence—that really, really tall and scary presence. Uh, and it was just so frightening. Like I was, like I was very, very scared of that thing, you know. And uh, it got a little closer, and the lights start—the light bulb started flickering, and. The light literally went out in the room. And uh, I believe in God because that time I remembered uh do a prayer, you know. And I only said about two words in that prayer. And that thing just, like, ran out, you know. And when it ran out, the light came back on. Everything came back to normal, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a scary situation, uh, for sure. I mean, just um, I mean, especially with the other one, where you're saying how it's, you know three of you were trying to open up the bathroom door, and then finally you're you know after a while able to open it up, and you all fell um down, and then this this past one, it almost seems like uh you know as the years go by or time goes by, it's almost uh the encounters you have are kind of intensifying.
2: Um they are they are for sure, and you know as as you like, share the experiences, a lot of people don't believe it, you know, and like I say, I mean, I wish those things weren't real, I wish I didn't see those things, but I was there when I saw it, and I can tell you it's very real, you know
1: for sure, i mean you're you're always gonna have people that doubt you know. When it comes to stuff like this there' you're gonna have your skeptics, you're gonna have your doubters and your non-believers. That's just part of you know a part of this crazy world of uh you know paranormal encrypted uh, UFOs you know all that fun stuff and that's just a, a lot of people, as we were saying earlier, you know they they uh don't want to think that there's anything else out there besides us you know we're the smartest you know beings in the universe if you ask others you know certain people um so that's just some that's just the way some people are i I think you have to have an open mind when it comes to this kind of thing you know this kind of stuff that's the only way we learn so um did did you have more uh paranormal stuff you wanted to share or the? doesn't go go uh, on from there or
2: well um, I remember that on that first house where we used to see like a lot of stuff um, on that house I remember that uh this ones I was like really like sleepy and I had to like sleep next to my dad and uh, he fell asleep everybody did lights were shut off and everything but you could see a little bit, like from the streetlight. You know, it was reflecting a little bit the bedroom, so you could still see around the room. And uh, I remember that uh, I was just there. I, I don't know. I just woke up like randomly uh, during the night, and uh, I was look, looking around the room, and I see this little round uh, figure. That just like peaked a little bit, and uh, he slowly came in, and it was like it was kind of like the silhouette of a kid, but not on the wall, like literally a silhouette of a kid moving around. So he comes in and he's like looking around and stuff, and uh, I guess he was kind of like checking to see if everybody was asleep. I don't know. It was very like weird. He he was like very careful. So then we had a computer in front of the bed where my dad used to work. And this little thing runs up to that chair. And he sits down on it and he moves it. He literally sat down on the chair and turned to the computer and moved the the chair with him. And uh, he was playing with the keyboard. I could hear him uh, uh, literally like pressing on the keyboard and stuff, messing with the mouse and stuff. Kind of like he was on the computer, so Tom he I, I, that for about Tom, All right, Beth. <clears throat> sorry about that. I don't want to interrupt you or
1: anything, but um, you were saying that uh your description it almost sounds like it's a solid being like it's not not like a shadow or a uh, a ghost or anything like that, but it's more of a
2: solid being uh as per anything else. Well, that's the thing. Um, it just looked like a figure. Like literally like a black uh, silhouette. Like, kind of like a figure. That's that's the only thing. You know. Um, so we did that for about two or three seconds. And then he turned to his right. And it was like kind of like he saw something. And uh, he just ran out of the room. And I was like, what the heck just happened? You know? <laughs> I was like, what is that thing you know and uh yeah that was scary see i think the uh
1: definitely the fact of anything they do with little kids man um whether it's little kids in the woods or it sounds like a little kid laughing or even a little little shadow in the shape of a kid i think that's uh it always seems to be the spookiest uh, of uh, accounts um, that happen. To me, I think honestly, it almost sounded like when you're when you're talking, it almost sounded like what a like a gnome type of deal or, or a little person uh, that was um, messing with you because uh, they're known to do that too, and they're they're not super. Big, but they're known definitely to like to mess with people and uh, whatnot, and that's kind of is what it sounded like for sure.
2: Well, you know, I well known for actually pretty uh, little, you know, but this this uh, kid or whatever it was uh, was about four feet, I could say about four feet. He was tall enough for me to see him, you know. Or her, you know, and uh, yeah, we had like some of the, some of the toys in there would move around. We had you you, you know what a seesaw is, right? You remember those little seesaws from way back in the day? Uh, we had one of those and uh, that thing would rock itself. It'd move itself sometimes. And we walk into the room and it'd be rocking. And we were like, why is that thing moving? Nobody is. Always on it, you know, uh, things like that. The weeping lady. I don't know if you've, you've heard of the weeping lady. I've also heard that, uh, I've had kind of a lot of encounters, you know,
1: I've heard a little bit about the weeping lady. Um, but I'd definitely be interested in hearing your encounter. And if anybody else has any encounters too, just let me know. And, uh, We'll see if we can get you on the show as well.
2: But, um, yeah, let me know uh, what, what was your encounter with the, the weeping lady. Um, it was there on that first house. I had to go to the bathroom, and I was sitting there. And uh, I felt kind of like a little uncomfortable, you know. And I was turning to look at the, at the window. Uh, that bathroom had a window. And I was starting to look at it uh, constantly as if someone was looking at me through there, you know. So I start hearing this really echoey uh, weep. And it gets closer and closer and closer. Uh, So as soon as it got close enough for me to hear it, I just like ran out of there, you know. Yeah, I just ran as fast as I could, you know. And uh, I, told, I told a few friends, and they're like, nah, you're full of it. That's, that's not real, you know. And I was like, I, I know what it hurt, you know. That was, it was just the, the weep. It wasn't the, the words that, that she says, you know. It was just the, the weep. You know, it was, kind of sounded like someone, like a girl crying, you know. That's kind of like what it sounded like.
1: so thankfully you didn't get the chance to see the weeping lady but you definitely heard it i mean that's that's a um that's a scary encounter i mean no matter where you are whether it's if you're home or out in the woods or you have work uh it's it's a scary encounter um mud i have definitely never uh heard of that before the uh anyone say not to go into the light and demand to go over soul and join the fifth dimension i have not or you'll be recycled mm, That's interesting
2: uh mud no i've never had that but uh i did have a dream where uh a guy dressed in a suit and tie um opened up this portal on the wall and I could hear a lot of people down there in a dimension or whatever. And he was trying to persuade me to go with him, you know? And he was like, look at all the fun they're having, whatever, you know, you could, you could be there with me. You could have that fun with me. If you just come with me, you know, he was asking, he was kind of like trying to make me go there with him, you know? two or three
1: different times. And then I woke up. Yeah. So man in the tie, I just want you to, to join him on the, uh, another dimension in your dream. That's man, a man in the tie. That's, that's a heck of a, I mean, just seeing somebody, it's just random, right? I mean, is, was it, was it a dream or was it something else? It's uh, it's intriguing for sure. I mean, stuff like that is... Uh, it's hard to say what it is.
2: Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I spoke to a few people about that, you know, at that time. And uh, they would tell me uh, back then if you see someone really formal you know it's kind of like a ghost uh if you see someone very formal with a suit and a tie especially especially if it has a rose on the on the pocket of the jacket uh that is the human representation of the devil that's literally the devil walking around in the in the form of a human you know and I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And you're like, yeah, if you see a ghost and he's dressed very formal suit and tie and has a rose, that's the devil. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I can't say I've, I've, I've heard that before, but I could definitely see why, why that comes to your mind as that, as that would be the devil in, in human form. Um, I mean, especially, you know, trying to offer you, hey, come here. And and, and like Jen was saying, uh, it sounds like they was trying to take your soul for sure. So you definitely did the right thing and, uh, you know, didn't follow him, didn't join him and uh, went back to uh, doing what you're doing, which is was which is great because uh, who knows what would happen? Maybe uh, maybe would have took your soul. Maybe you would have got possessed who knows um but I don't see anything good happening out of that
2: yeah that that uh grandpa you know he's not, no longer with us you know uh he told us a story once uh, because like we were we were kind of like joking you know like how like ghosts are not real or whatever you know so he comes by and he's like uh don't be so sure about that. And uh, we're like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, uh, when I was a kid, some friends and I went to a party, it was like really back in the day. And uh, it's like there was this girl uh, that would dress, uh, I guess, you know, she'd be very informal with her dress, with, with her uh, dress coat, and it was very explicit, you know. She was at that party and, uh, this guy in a black horse just, like, arrives to the party. The horse, like, walks in. But that horse was very strange. It caught my eye because it was very, very uh, black. It was so black that I could barely even see it, you know. But I heard that it was a horse, you know, because, you know, horses make noises with the horseshoes or whatever. Uh, so he's like, so I tell my friends, Hey, uh, I'll be right back. Like, well, what? well, I'm like, no, don't worry about it. I'll be, I'll be right back. So he's like, so I, I come up to that horse and, uh, this guy, I only had, I only got to see his, uh, silhouette and he was wearing a hat and he gets down and I was like, who is that? So he's like, I just kind of like hide and he walks by and he goes into the party And I come up to the horse, and that horse had very uh, bright red eyes. It was weird. It was kind of like he had diamonds for eyes because they were so uh, bright, you know. He's like, so I look at that guy, and I go back to my friends, and I'm like, hey, you know, that guy is weird. Have you seen that horse? He's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I keep looking at the guy. He comes up to the girl. And he talks to her and he takes her by the hand and he goes back to the horse. He gets her on the horse and everything. He climbs on and he takes off. And that's the last time that they ever saw that girl. He's like, I don't know, but I think that was the devil that took that girl. And we were like, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that wasn't a dream. That was actually something
2: that happened. Yeah, that's that's something that he saw when he was a little kid. Wow, well, not a little kid. That... He was already like a youngster, like around his twenties or whatever. I mean, that's
1: that's amazing. I mean, for I mean, especially the girl was never seen or heard from again. That's uh, scary. And from a I guess a stranger that's not known coming in riding on a horse especially a horse that seems, uh, off and not quite right. It, that's, uh, that's interesting for sure. Um, de- definitely thank you for sharing that and for, uh, without question, and all the other stories that you shared with us today. Uh, I mean, the, the stuff that's, it's not an easy. thing Sharon, stuff that you, uh, encountered or, you know, sightings or anything like that. It's, it's, it's a, uh, Hard thing to do. I appreciate you uh doing so for sure. Uh thank you again, Tom, for doing that.
2: Yeah, of course. Of course. And uh well, yeah, got my goosebumps going, but <laughs> okay. Well it's definitely understandable. These things are real. Well,
1: Uh, definitely understandable. I appreciate you sharing your story. I mean, um, this is a uh, judgment-free zone here. So, you know, I don't like when people go in, oh, man, that's not believable. Or, oh, you know, th- those are the naysayers and the people that don't want to uh, believe that there's, you know, anything else out there. Um, and that's fine. But, um, Tom, again, thanks for joining up and, and uh, sharing your stories. I, I appreciate it. Um. Anybody else that wants to jump on, let me know If not, I'm probably going to put the podcast to an end uh, In the next five minutes or so But I do appreciate everybody coming out, listening to the podcast uh, t- Particularly uh, early on Jen, thank you for sticking around for so long Mud, Tom, flies, chick, Drea Thank you very much. I appreciate everybody that was uh, been on here listening. And don't forget to follow, like, and share. Much appreciated. And don't forget, every now and then, if you want, hit up a comment. I'll end up commenting back. Um, we do have Twitter. So if you have Twitter, you can follow us at Monster America on Twitter. I'm definitely uh, probably most active on the Twitter account right now uh, for sure. All right, got no takers. So this is what I'm do. I'm going to do what I do every single time when it's time for me to head out. I'm going to say thank you to everybody. And listen, Um, this world is crazy enough as it is. There ain't no reason to you know, throw out any extra hate or any of that crazy nonsense. So if you see anybody that might need a helping hand, go ahead and help them out. It doesn't matter if it's the little old lady trying to cross the road. Go ahead and give her a helping hand on the other side. Or if it's an elf on the shelf trying to reach that top shelf, go and help them out in the store. Nothing wrong with helping each other out. Look out for one another. Be good until I see y'all again. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Thanks for joining, everybody. <laughs>
0: I hope you ain't still big. Don't deal with the devil if the game pay the price. You got one time to live, so you better think twice. Don't pull out your gun if you ain't gonna shoot it. You may let him come, but I hope you ain't still bitch. Try me for a identify yourself. Face with the world again. Come on. You're what you saw, sure, have mercy on my soul, as a low, deep, shot, go chill, 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 chill. Try before you can find yourself, face with the world of hell. Come on. You're what you saw, sure, have mercy on my soul, as a low, deep, shot, go chill. Shot, of chill. chill, chill. Now half these rappers are full of shit, and one thing they gotta realize, everything they out here rapping about, I've been out here doing it in real life. No gimmicks at all, can't find no flaws, standing on top and not down on my balls, Spend the time been down. And-